The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You know the show. You're listening to Rail the Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me? The combine. 40s or film? That's right, I said it. And I don't mean those kinds of 40s. Come on. Everybody's not drinking those kind of 40s. In fact, that was a generation, a couple generations ago. Ben stopped, the fellas, Ben stopped drinking 40s. But I'm talking about, you know, a 40-yard dash. Is it really that important? Is it really how you determine how good a football player is? Or can he play? Or is it the film? Well, I'm certainly going to let you know what I think about it. Uh, and it's not because my 40 was on at 4.6, which probably cost me a lot of money, but that's why they moved my butt to safety. Perhaps maybe because of my 40, which was a blessing in disguise for me, and I never knew. But it was because they watched my film that they knew that my 40 was not important. And it was certainly sufficient for what they had in mind for me to do because they watched film. So anyway, I'm sure many of you have been watching or got a chance to watch the draft, probably taped. I mean, the combine and probably taped it over. I spoke about the draft. Yeah, you know, the combine is all about the draft, by the way, for those of you who do not understand it. It's kind of a precursor. It's, it's your long term job interview. You know, we don't have, I've told you many times, and I don't like this, I don't like the fact that even though now they are starting to do it, uh, there is no preparation for the career transition of those who are not going to play. Not everybody's going to play pro football, and I, and I appreciate that. Shout out to my man, Ryan Treasure. Ryan, just make it happen around here for me, guys, whenever I'm having a, I'm having a problem. So, uh, Ryan <laughs> makes it happen. Uh, along with Matt, of course, Matt's my man. Matt's been making it happen for me probably since I've been here. Matt and I go way back uh, back there in the, uh, in the room where they make everything happen, back where the engineers are. But anyway, let me get back to this whole thing about this combine that you folks have been watching. Uh, it's a form of entertainment. It has some entertainment value. It's another revenue stream. Do they really need to do it? I mean, there's a few times a year when my vertical it, you know, becomes important when I'm on the field. There's a, a few times where uh, the strength and you know, how much I bench press, press how, how much I, you know, I, I clean, you know, all that stuff. You know, perhaps maybe that does come into play to some degree, but the coach is not going to take me into the weight room. And, and another thing, combines, high school, uh, they may do them just because they, they see the pros doing them. 
It's not really important for them. They watch game film. They go watch kids play football. But it's this whole thing about combine. I, I'm, I'm really interested in 888-346-9144. I'm, I'm going to open up the lines in case somebody out there is listening. You got a few months. I know everybody's. I chose this time of the day because I know everybody's at work, and I don't want y'all messing with me. I didn't want y'all questioning me. <laughs> After all, this is Ray Ellis Sports, so I get a chance to uh, give you my perspective and my opinion. Uh, but I will welcome yours today if you want to call in 888-346-9144 because you know, what part of the combine interests you so much? Because believe me, if it had no entertainment value and there were no sponsorship dollars, it's like any other business. And I think some people kind of know this, like the big boys. The big boys about to have some big layoffs because I guess they, they top heavy. They got a lot of salaries they're paying. And I guess sponsorship revenue may be drying up a little bit. Well, it ain't go- it's not going to dry up. Let me say that. Sponsorship dollars will never dry up. They will be diverted to address the consumer where the consumer happens to be. The consumer nowadays is mobile, is on your phone. He or she is watching, looking at their phone all the time. So if if the sponsors want to get their product in front of the consumers, they got to go mobile. So that's what they're going to do. So some of the TV dollars, advertising dollars, it's... The same dollars out there. So if you got, you know, a good product of content, just move it from television and put it online, you know, and then people find you. But let's get back to this whole thing about this combine, this entertainment value. What do you like to do? And I know there's some women out there who listening. I guess the women like to see the guys running around in their shorts. I guess that's okay. But running around in my shorts didn't help me make one tackle. Running around in my shorts didn't make one interception for me. It sure as hell didn't, you know, get one of them big old tackles and guards off of me as they was coming around that corner. And you try to force, run force. No. I guess that's where the weight room might have helped me out a little bit, you know, because, you know, try to build up the shoulder a little bit. That little flipper you got there, boom. You know, try to drop that fullback or that guard or that tackle. Drop him on the spot. So I guess they might be able to, you know, I guess that. But really? I'd like to know with, with, with some of you folks out there who are, again, who are interested and in, you watch this stuff, I really do, I'm really interested in knowing what is it that you, that you like watching. Because I, I myself, listen, I'm not going to lie. I, too, watch the combine. Shout out to the Buckeyes. Just keep doing your thing. That's just, just show up. Do what you do. Say what you need to say and everything else. Okay, let them interpret it the way they choose. Because they're going to go in the room. They're going to get together. They're going to make their decisions. Don't mess it up. Please don't get sent home from the combine because of, you know, again, I got it from the Big Boy Show. I didn't get it directly from one of my sources. But people just doing their job. Keep you cool at all times. It can cost you a mess up during this time of the year can cause athletes millions of dollars. Even a mess up at the combine. You go to the combine and you don't perform the way they thought you would perform. You perform some lackluster performance. Maybe you don't lift as much. Maybe you don't run as fast. Maybe you don't flip your hips. Maybe you drop a couple passes. Maybe you, if you're a quarterback, you know, you, you off target that day. That, that costs you millions. And you're going to let one day 
cost you millions. Because that's what they do. They, they, once it's on paper, out of a sudden, everything else they thought about you, now they want to reconsider this because they saw you at the combine in some shorts. You ain't tackled one dude. You didn't get sacked one time. You moved your feet around a little bit. Tom Brady should put out, he should, Tom should just put out his own private, uh, you know, video on my failed combine. Because he failed at the combine, obviously. Seventh round pick. Tom Brady, maybe it was a sixth. It wasn't first. It wasn't lottery. He wasn't the first pick of the draft. This combine thing, it's just, but I guess there are some people out there, and I know there are because I, they're friends of mine. There's some people out there, that they say that it's needed. They, they need to see you. They want to have you in an environment where they can control it. Your college coaches have been controlling everything to this point that they had to use for information as it pertains to, you know, what kind of person you were, uh, what kind of person you are, um, what kind of work habits you have, how committed you are to the game. Personality, what is this? You know, what kind of person am I really going to employ? How passionate is this person about this sport? What does this person really think about this sport? Would this person put this sport, this job in front of anything and everything he has to do? Because I want you to know, when you play football for the National Football League, everything, anything, nothing is more important to them than the National Football League. That's just, that's it, man. You, you can say what you want to say, but what they want you to do, what they tell you to do, nothing else, nothing else is more important. You have to make sure that when they say, be here, you're there. When they say, do this, you, you have to do that in the combine. If they say to you, well, we want you to go to this drill next, you go to that drill next. They tell you they want you to vertical, that you got to show them what your vertical. They want you to, you know, turn and go. You got to turn and go. Backpedal, shuffle, all that. You, got, you have to do that. They, you, maybe your best pass that you throw is the out. They want you to throw the dig. You know, maybe you, don't, maybe you throw, you know, the nine route better than you throw the eight route. They want you to throw the nine. You got to throw what they want you to throw. You don't throw. They know what they want to see. You know what your strength is. It's just like in a game, you, you know, we know our strength is running. Why are we passing? It's one of these things where, again, the combine is, is something where somebody has decided that it's what everybody wants to see. It's what everybody, you know, is looking forward to seeing. And, you know, it is what it is. But I'm just not so sure. So my question again, is it 40s or is it film? I want to know from you. And so I, I think what I'm going to do, hold on one second here. I'm just going to double check here. Guys, you may have to come back here for sh and uh, make sure that I'm reading the screen right. But uh, I don't think it's time for us to take a break because I think I got about two more minutes. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to say this. If you, I don't care what position the person plays. And I want to emphasize this because I want guys to know that once you send your film or coaches get access to your film, they say the eye in the sky does not lie. And so what they mean by that is the eye in the sky is the film. And they're shooting and they're, the camera's pointed towards you. You have to give maximum effort at all time. The 40 is just one sprint. You get two sprints 
at the combine. But the game film is on the entire game. All two, three, four years you've played in college, you have to play at least three. So you've got to give maximum effort because they're going to not just look. They're not just going to look at two sprints. You know, they're going to look at. The, they're really going to look at the game film, and you can. They can pick up some things on game film that nobody told them, but they studied. And these are people who take their job extremely serious. That's how come a lot of times the guys that are very good, that we know that are great, there's very few times that they mess up on them. But there are some guys, listen, there are first-rounders that have been bust. I, I can say it. I don't mind saying it. People call me what they want to call me about. They say what they want to say about my career. So, so what? If somebody drafts you in the first round and you don't ball, you're considered a bust. Okay, there are a lot of guys drafted in the first round that are bust. As a matter of fact, all you got to do, do it yourself. Don't get upset with me. I'm just calling it what I'm calling it what it is. I'm going to come back and tell you a way you can evaluate talent or expectations of talent or who delivered on talent. After this break, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me? 40s are film. What's the most important? You think about it. You, you, I want you to think about it. You're a scout in the National Football League, and uh, your job is to scout college talent. And what's the most important thing to you, 40 or film? Because I've always said this to people, and I know it's more than just the 40, but that's, you know, that's the selling point at the combine, so that, that's why we stuck on that right now. Uh, but everybody seems to have this thing uh, that they're concerned about an individual's 40 time. I am. And, and, I, and, I, and I admit uh, that when you think about the 40, it does make a difference. Don't get me wrong. 
If you got a dude out there that's running four twos, four threes, whatever, and you got somebody out there that's running uh, four eights, you, you you probably want the depending upon what the position is, you probably want the four two dude. But if the four eight dude is a guard, offensive guard, you probably want him. That's that's damn fast for an offensive guard, right? So, um, but let's just think about in totality this thing that they're concerned about is speed because there's speed. And there's quickness. And if you think about it, the majority of times when there is a running play or a passing play, you can look at the amount of times that somebody has a pass, a reception that's over 40 yards. You know, the average person in the league, an all-pro wide receiver, is probably averaging, you know, in the teens. I don't think anybody's averaging, you know, that's playing every down, you know, that's starting – uh, he's not averaging, you know, 20-some yards per catch. That's, not, that's just not happening. And so the fact of the matter is you may not be running 40 yards on your pass route or as a running back. Uh, what you are doing is you're, you're sprinting 10 yards, 15 yards, 20 yards, 30 yards, you know, really fast. In fact, as fast as you can get it. And so... Sometimes you see a burst of quickness and whoo, somebody go through a hole real fast. Now, somebody might catch up with them in the long run. You heard the thing. What is it? The turtle beat the rabbit. You know, the rabbit might get tired or something. But in the long run, there's some dudes who got big, long, they got big, long strides. It's like a diesel truck. It can go 80 miles an hour, but out the block, man, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't getting out the block. You don't see it at, at uh, NASCAR anywhere. That's not happening, you know. So what I'm saying is that speed has a place in football. But in all my years, I've never seen a college football recruiter go consistently every year come to track meets. Never. They come to the football office. They sit and watch film. They don't go to track meets. NFL scouts don't go to track meets. That's what I want people to stop and think about. Now, speed is relevant. It's very important. All things being considered equal, then, okay, who's the fastest? That's what you want to consider. But even then, it may not be all things considered. Well, if it's all things considered, and now we're looking at the 40, then we've already considered these other things I'm going to say. So let me say that differently. Looking at it issue by issue and evaluating each individual, it could be certain aspects of one's playing that he is much stronger than another guy. He puts forth much more effort than the other guy. One receiver blocks the other one, no way. One receiver catches everything, the other one couldn't catch a cold. You know, one receiver is, is, a, is a team player, the other one couldn't give a damn about his teammates. You know, one, one teammate is uh, the kind of teammate to where he can do other things. He can throw the ball. He used to be a quarterback in high school. He can throw the ball. There's other elements of his game that he can add that makes him a better threat than the guy who is faster. So you, you want to take all those things into consideration. My next point also is not just is speed one of those things that perhaps maybe is over-exaggerated when it comes to talent evaluation, but also you want to consider 
this whole bench press thing. I know some dudes, R- Reggie, in case for those of you out there don't know, you know, there's certain players, they're so good, you just have to say their first name. You don't even have to say second name, you know, last name, no. no. Reggie, white, but Reggie, Reggie wasn't knocking the door down in the weight room. Reggie was knocking people down on the field, just picking them up, throwing them. Reggie was not human. He was just too strong. He just, he just had something about him that just, you, you, there's no, you couldn't define what talent Reggie had with words. You had to watch the game film. I could try to tell you that Reggie White would be rushing the defensive lineman and then somehow get his arm up under his, the, the other guys under his armpit and just like lift him up and throw him. I could say that and I could ask you to close your eyes and try to picture that. But when you see that, you would think, oh my God, how much does that dude weigh? Yeah, 300 something pounds, one arm. I remember in the Super Bowl game, Reggie, it was, it was, it was time to win the game. Reggie got two sacks in a row, I believe. You know, Brett Favre just so happy you got Reggie White on his team. But but it's one of those things whereas Reggie wasn't in the weight room all day and all night. Reggie wasn't squatting five, six, seven hundred pounds. Reggie wasn't bench pressing, you know, four fifty, you know. Reggie was a ball player, a football player that knew how to play football. He had techniques that he could use. Reggie was quick off the ball. He was fast for a lineman, but he was quick off the ball. Reggie was intelligent. Reggie loved the game. He played. Reggie was a kid. <laughs> Reggie could, he could imitate Muhammad Ali better than anybody I ever met in my life. You know, he could just, I, I'm not even going to try to do it, but Reggie could do it. But Reggie White, it, they, but they did not go to the weight room. They went to University of Tennessee and asked for some game film. And went to practice and watched Reggie. Now, Reggie had a great 40. But for Reggie, it wasn't about the 40. It was about the film. When I saw, you know, you watch Reggie play, you don't know how fast he is. You just know he is good. And this is what I'm just trying to get people to understand. The entertainment value of the combine, that's good. Guys got their shirt off, you know, you know. They cut up. That's man. That's good. I want to see a man who understands the fact that you, if, if you want to be cut up like that, man, you better get in the weight room. If you want to be strong like that, you better get in the weight room. You want to play football? You better watch film and see how that dude play. That's how you play. Now, you know there's certain positions where, and again, as a strong safety, linebackers, safeties, you know those guys who have consistent contact just about every play. Your muscles, you do have to have some strength. Because the continued pounding on your body every play is going to take its toll. And, you know, maybe late in the game they might wear you down. But, again, I think that's strength and conditioning, too. So, you know, strength, of course, we're talking weights. Conditioning, we're talking running. We're talking about, you know, um, what are you doing during the week to take care of yourself, to make sure you're not tired, you got a lot of energy, you're eating right properly, eating the right vegetables and everything else that you need not taking them steroids and all that other stuff. You're not, you've got plenty of fluid so you don't get dehydrated, which again could affect your game. But it, it, they do not go. They, I'm again, let me express this to you uh, thoroughly. What I'm talking about is that coaches, football coaches, looking for talent, they do not go to track meets. They do not hang out in gyms. 
Now, I, you know, all these people out here who think it's so important that you see how fast a guy runs and you see how much, you know, how much he can lift, I just ask them if you really think that's what's important, particularly to the people who are making decisions on athletes, then why don't they go to track meets? Why don't they go to gyms? I was just in Columbus. Shout out to The Ohio State University and the Cleveland Browns fans for all the love that they showed me this week. Rod Bennett, shout out to Rod Bennett. All the love they showed me this weekend. I'm sure you guys probably saw some of it on Facebook. Got to hang out with a couple of my old teammates. <laughs> my roommate, Luther Henson, former New England Patriot. You know, got to give him a little bit of props because they Super Bowl champs. Yeah, Ricardo Valle. Valle was uh, probably the first. If I know he was the first. He may be the only uh, running back in the history of Ohio State University that gained 100 yards at both as a fullback and a tailback from Lynchburg, Virginia, where they inducted him into his, college, I mean, his high school Hall of Fame. Uh, that's my fraternity brother, my sons, Ricardo Valle, also got, got also a chance to hang out with the, uh, one of my, as I call him, my young boys, Arthur Watson out of Dayton. And uh, I think Arthur went to Dunbar, maybe. He thinks Dunbar is the greatest school that there ever was. Uh, I'm not so sure about that because there's a school in Canton, Ohio, that I know is the greatest high school that there ever was, both academically and athletically and everything else. We just the best. Uh, a little bias there, but... Um, but got a chance to hang out with those guys. And, of course, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we had conversation and those guys agreed with me. That, that's, it just doesn't happen. But we had some young fellas show up at the Combine, did well to represent the Ohio State University, was sure they're going to do well in the draft, and I'm sure they'll do well once they get into the National Football League. Uh, but at the same time, uh, those are young men that they understood it's what they did on the field. And uh, how good they looked on film, with the exception of the Clemson game. But we won't talk about that. Uh, that is going to determine uh, what's going to happen with them in their, uh, in their NFL career. But they, they, certainly, they certainly did well at the Combine. Uh, you saw them. So you know the Buckeyes always show up, with the exception of the Clemson game. Um, and we usually, you know, represent our, our university quite well, uh, and well into the National Football League. Uh, and continue whatever team that picks up a Buckeye. That, that, these, are, these are some of the things. You're going to get a good character person. You're going to get a person who's going to work hard. You're going to get a, a person that's coachable. Uh, you're going to get some leaders, a leadership, you know, a leadership out of this individual. And, uh, you know, you're going to get a winner. So if, if you're looking for a ball player, now I will tell you to turn on the film at The Ohio State University, and, and you can find a couple of those. But uh, in the weight room, they might do okay there, too. In the 40, they might be okay there, too. But on film, they ball in all the time. Never will disappoint you. So if you're trying to build a football team, and there, there are certain universities that people go to that they expect if they're looking for a certain position or if they're looking for an athlete, of course Ohio State is one of the places they consider. So not like the track. They don't go to our track and try to find ball players. They go to the university. They pull out the film. They watch it. They see what they want. And then you know what they do? They draft them. And that, as I've told you, is one of the most exciting moments of a young player's lifetime is to be drafted. And we're going to talk about that a little bit on the other side of the break because I, I think I am going to take a break because the draft is in. 
the city of brotherly love. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of the 2017 draft. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to take a break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Who do you feel the most important person is on a sports team? Is it the captain, the star player, or the fan? While it could truly be any of these individuals, more often than not, it's the coach. Listen for A Coach's Spirit with hosts Blake Rockwell and Kendall Allen. A Coach's Spirit offers a look into the human side of coaching and a chance to learn from some of the most impactful leaders in the game. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters to me, the combine. Is it 40s or is it film? For me, there's no doubt in my mind, it is film. 40s are extremely important, very important. But they're just a component of, they're just one component of, you know, multiple areas of interest that NFL teams have. Uh, and they're there to to gather as much information as they can, perhaps for me to make a final decision upon a player. But the great emphasis is on a 40. And for all those people that are so interested in seeing the 40, do you go to track meets? I, you know, I, when I look up in the stands at a lot of track meets, shout out to Gabrielle Ellis and her teammates of the 4x100 team at Pepperdine University broke their 4x100 record. And she is now in the history books. Uh, so congratulations, Gabrielle. Yeah, Dad did it. I shouted you out on the show. <laughs> but uh, so proud of my uh, daddy baby girl. She's doing an excellent job. That's what I call her. I, I'm not, some people think I mispronounced that, that I'm trying to say daddy's baby girl. But before Eddie Murphy made the movie Daddy Day Care, 
my baby girl was born and I called her daddy baby girl, not daddy's baby girl, just like in the movie, it's not daddy's daycare, it's daddy daycare. And I don't know where I got it from, but I said daddy baby girl. And that's what I continue to call her. So daddy baby girl and her teammates at Pepperdine University uh, broke the record for the four by 100. And uh, until somebody else breaks it, she'll forever be cemented there in the history of Pepperdine University. Uh, I can't wait till she graduates, which is uh, for my birthday this year. And um, get more excited about that. But anyway, let's just go back and talk about these 40s, which are important. Don't want you to think they're not important. But it's, you know, just like in a game, a football team has to do a lot of things. You have to be able to run the ball. You have to be able to stop the run. You got to be able to pass the ball. You got to be able to stop the pass. You got to be able to do well on special teams. You got to punt well. You got to stop them from returning. All these things. You got to coach very good. And you got to hope that the other coach coaches very bad. You have to be composed. You have to hope that the other team loses their composure. You have to be aggressive. You hope that the other team is not aggressive for some reason or another. You have to be um, conscious at all times. You have to be mentally alert. You got to hope that the other team falls asleep on the play, makes some mental mistakes. You don't want to make those mental mistakes. You want to be hydrated. You hope the other team gets dehydrated. So there's a lot of things that you want to do. One of the things you want to do is you do want to be fast. You want to be faster than the other team. But you don't want a fast guy out on the football field that doesn't know his plays. You don't want a fast guy out on the football field that is really scared. (laughs) What good is that going to do if you got a real fast dude but he's scared? That's not going to help you. You want to take the dude who's not as fast as he is and just is a beast. That's what you want to do. So it's just sometimes there's too much emphasis. This 40 thing only makes me think about I wish there were more people at track meets because that's where you see some really fast people. If you want to see speed, go to the track meets. That's what the track, the track is about. As fast. That's all that's important in the track meet. The fastest person will win the 100-yard dash. The fastest person will win the 220. The fastest person will win the quarter. The fastest team will win the 4 by one The fastest team will win the quarter, mile relay. You know, so, it, so that's where you really, really want to concentrate. And that's when it really, that's it. That's all I want to know. What's the time who won the race? When it comes to this stuff right here, it's a little bit more involved. And so perhaps maybe what we might want to do, and this is why I like to watch the game, today's game in particular, with the remote control in my hands. So I can stop the play. I can rewind it. I can go through it in slow motion. I myself can just have a process of reviewing this film that I can go through it myself mentally so I can talk about the play. But then I also can educate some other people about the play. Because when there are mistakes on the football field, 95% of a mistake on a football field happens between the two ears. It's a mental mistake. It's not a physical mistake. If you listen to this show right here on Voice America Network, voiceamericasports.com, you will know that I've said this before. A mistake that happens on the field happens first in a person's head because they make 
the wrong decision first before the play happens. And because they make that mistake, then when the play happens, the results of their mistake is obvious for everybody to see. Even if a person misses a tackle, it's because there's something in the tackling process that they didn't do right. If they're in a position and they're right there, you know how it is. A lot of times they close their eyes. They don't teach you to close your eyes. That's a mental mistake. Physically, you close them, but first of all, you told yourself to close them. Oh, I'm going to close my eyes. Or you got scared and you closed your eyes. Okay? If a person catches a pass and they're wide open, that play was designed defensively to prevent them from catching the ball. When somebody didn't do their job and they were in the wrong place at the wrong time, that's a mental mistake. That's why you, when the New England Patriots came back in that Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons, all you have to do is just break down the film and watch it. And each play where they have a tremendous amount of success on, you can see somebody made a mistake. Mental mistake. You know, and so every now and then there's, you know, maybe there was a great catch. I'm sure you guys remember a great catch in the game. Still, mental. Now, obviously, somebody on the Patriots were thinking until the end, very end of the play. You watch the ball the entire time. You don't take your eyes off the ball. You look it in and you stay with it and you don't give up on it. That's a strong mental concentration as a person that knows his place, knows how he's been taught to catch a ball. And you watch it all the way through the process. You keep your eyes on it all the way through the process. And just before it hits the ground, you get your hand up under it. And That's somebody's mentally alert in all aspects of a play. 95% of the time when you watch a play that doesn't work for your team on the offensive side or the defensive side, there is a mental component to that that will factor into the success or the failure of the play. The success is for, you know, whoever gets probably the best benefit from the play, you will see and you, if you review the film, that they did all the things they were supposed to. Those who were on the short end of the benefit of the results of the play, you will find out. Coach will slow it down. He'll go over every aspect. He'll walk you through and talk you through the mistakes that people made. Mental mistake, got to have your head in the game. Got to be conscious of what's going on at all times. At all times. And... Those people who do that are the ones when this thing called draft, the NFL draft of what the combine is, the purpose of the combine is for, is to determine one's draft status. Now you're talking. <laughs> now, now you're talking. Because they, they, they can now take your 40. They can now take your, you know, your flexibility. They can now take your ability, your, your vertical jump. They can now take your you know, hand-eye, you know, evaluation that they, you know, placement of where, where do you catch the ball? You catch the ball out front of you, you catch the ball behind you, you catch the ball in your hands, you let the ball get into your body. What kind of hips you got, hip flexion, 
How strong are you, you know, under this bench press? How many times can you do 225? All that, you know, they take you in and give you a little mental test. How well do you do on that? Now bring all that in and then find out what kind of work ethic does this person have. When it's time, to, you know, to get prepared, do you know they're prepared? Do they study their playbook? Are they spending more time in the film room? Are they watching more film than anybody else? Do they know their plays as well as anybody on the field? Is there a chance that this is a person who you put them in the game and does not know their plays? You don't, you don't want that to happen. That's the last thing you want to happen is somebody who is not committed to the playbook. If they're not committed to the playbook, then you're going to have some real serious problems. And so all these things factor in. All these things factor in. It's not just this 40. And, you know, my emphasis on film is the, the film has a lot to do. I mean, the film, much more the film than the 40. It's not just the 40. It's not just the film. But it's a lot of the film and a little bit about the 40. Just a little bit about the 40. That will get you drafted. But as I said, uh, and you can go out there. They got some stuff on the big boy channels, you know, out there. You can watch it. Uh, you can read about it on ESPN.com if you want to. But some people, when they got there, they, their draft status may have been, you know, improved some. But this is what I have to say about that. If anybody's draft status improves at the combine, the only thing that tells me is that the scouts didn't do their job before the combine. Because, you know, what is somebody going to do that, at the combine that's really going to make you change your opinion about them. What, oh, you thought he was faster than he appeared to be? Well, if you thought he was faster on film than he showed you in real life, that's okay because he's playing football. So football is football speed is the speed you're looking for because a guy who runs a 4-3 and you never see a 4-3 out of him on the field, you don't want that guy. A linebacker who runs a 4-5, and you never see a 4-5 from him on the football field, you, you don't want that. Now, a linebacker that maybe runs a 4-7, but when you see him on the football field, you thought he was a 4-5 because he's got football speed, you, that's the guy you want. That's the guy you want. So if anything that happens, if a guy is impressing you at a combine, it should be only because you haven't seen this individual and you were going off of what somebody else said and then when you got there, perhaps you were impressed with the fact that, oh, he's bigger than I thought he was. Maybe he's taller. Maybe he weighs more. But not as a football player. That shouldn't do it. You're gonna, we're going to take a break. You're going to come back. I'm going to come back. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And we'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Just having a little bit of fun with what matters to me, the combine, and of course, the 40s and the film. The 40s, as I told you, is not about the 40s that back in the 80s <laughs> that uh, the fellas on the corner were drinking, you know, Coke 45 and all that, uh, Budweiser, I, I don't know, whatever it was. Uh, I've always been more of a wine kind of sooner, kind of sewer than the, the beer. Uh, but anyway, uh, although I was in the beer business, shout out to uh, all my friends and family and everybody back in the day. You remember the Red Bell Brewing Company. I was in the microbrewery business, and we had a brew pub, as a matter of fact. The f- first brew pub at an indoor sporting facility was inside. Uh, it was the first union center at that time um, where the 76ers and the Flyers played. And we had a brew pub, made our beer right there. Blondell was a couple, the, one of them, and we had a couple of other products there. And uh, a lot of friends came out to help us celebrate the grand opening. Um, good old days. Used to be in the microbrewery business. But now, let's, let me just get back to what I'm talking about currently today. Uh, shout out to my man Keith Harris, too, out there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, Keith asked me if I was going to be in Philadelphia for the draft. That's what this combine stuff is all about. Ultimately, for the draft. Now, I've got a dilemma because I know I'm supposed to be in Canton because I'm sure we're going to have another draft party because we are doing everything we can to bring the draft, it may be permanently, but certainly to have a draft experience at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, um, maybe in 2019, maybe 20, we want the Pro Football Hall of, we want the Pro Football National Football League to bring the draft to Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame city. So um, let me just say this. All this is, I don't want to by any means diminish the whole concept of talent evaluation. I don't want to do that. I just think that talent evaluation should not be entertainment. You know, for me, it's, I think it's one of those things. That it's, it's also, it's, it's intrusive. Uh, I think it's very similar to, you know, I, I don't always like hard knocks. I know hard knocks has some entertainment value to it. But it's an invasion into something that's very personal to an individual. You know, most people, when you do your job interview, nobody's there. So when you, when you uh, go to, you're at a career, for, and you're, career fair and you're sitting down and you're speaking to individuals, that's a very private and intimate time for you. Uh, you don't want everybody hearing it and, you know, an emotional thing. Yeah, you don't want to do that. 
it becomes very emotional and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tense. You know, sometimes some people, they get a little tight. Some people are very relaxed. Uh, but then most of the time, it's, it's not. Uh, people are not. And so this whole combine thing, this is, this is the job fair for these young men. They're actually interviewing for, uh, for a job. And, uh, you know, for us, it's entertainment value. And, and, and I told you that's what I believe about the hard knocks because when somebody takes a hard knock and they're about to be, I guess, fired, certainly terminated, their employment is going to be terminated, that's, that's crushing. Mentally, physically, you know, the, the physical aspect of it is it's, it gets to be emotional. And you see a person's emotions play, and you, that's just, we don't like that. So, but this whole draft thing, and uh, like I said, shout out to my man, uh, Keith Harris out there, who um, I'm sure he's going to be at the draft. And for many of those of you who are out there, let me just say that, you know, even the draft, it's, it's a person getting hired, you know, and it's like, okay, when you got hired, I'm sure you were pretty excited. But if you didn't get hired, you were probably disappointed. And so there's some people out there who are disappointed that they didn't get hired at a, by a certain company at a certain time. And, and that becomes obvious. And we capture that on camera. We being, you know, once you're part of the National Football League, you're always a part of it. So we capture that. That's entertainment value for us because a person may feel rejection and it may show. Uh, a person who gets drafted at a time where they weren't sure they were going to get drafted, they may be, um, they may show an emotional, of, of you know, some they're elated, they're happy as hell. Um, so it's there is entertainment value there, but sometimes it's at the cost of an individual. I don't always like that. When it's a good thing, okay, I'm all right with that. When it's a bad thing, I don't like that. And so, you know, it's a city of brotherly love. So I hope there's a lot of love in the city of Philadelphia at this year's draft. It's an amazing time. I've taken my children years ago um, to the NFL draft. And it, 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 it's, it's a, an experience that if you've never experienced it before, I, you know, I, I guess I'm... <laughs> I guess I'm, you know, going back and forth, but what I'm trying to do is I, there, I understand the entertainment value for some. It's like one man's treasure is another man's trash. You know, so it's like what's entertainment for some is not entertainment for others, but the NFL feels as if they're going to capture that entertainment value and the revenue that goes along with it. And it's one of those things I just recall the fact, and I'm going to always talk about this, because it is something special. I just recall hearing my, well, I didn't hear my name, but getting my phone call. Because my time, it wasn't on television. But, I, but these kids that are experiencing this today, I don't want to take that from them. I, don't, I want that to happen. I want them to go through the experience of having someone call your name, the Philadelphia Eagles, with boom, boom, boom. Select, boom, boom. I want people to experience that. It's not the same thing. Now, it may be the same. Procter & Gamble calls you for that job that you've been waiting for. That may be the same thing. 
I'm, I'm sure it is. For the average person out there who is not involved in sports, who's gone on to college to get their job, and they've interviewed with several different companies, and P&G gives you that call, excellent interview, we've taken a look at everything, we think by this time uh, next week, uh, you should be uh, done with your physicals, done your evaluation, and you're hired. Man, I, I don't want to take that away from anybody. So maybe we shouldn't. This draft thing that we have, this combine thing that we have, that's all about entertainment. I just think that the people who are part of the process to take into consideration the emotions of those that are the participants. That is what it is. You should be conscious of the emotions of each individual that participates in this. And in preparation, you can find that out. If this person would welcome, if they would say to you, I don't care if I was drafted first or if I was drafted last. As long as I'm drafted, just come on. You can hang out with me. That's a different thing. But if for some reason or another a person is going to be mm, caught up in the emotions of disappointment, then you that, that are capturing that content, I know that's very valuable to see those emotions on film and to broadcast it to the world. But suppose it was your child. How would you feel? I, I, I don't know if you want people to see your, your child in, in a state of pain. Because that's, that's just painful. It's, it's, it's just so painful. But we're not going to turn this into a pity party because it's not. It's not being drafted, being a part of the draft. I'm telling you, the city of brotherly love, that's going to be an exciting time. It's going to be a very exciting time. I don't know who the first person is going to be picked. We don't know. It, you know, today it might be one person. Tomorrow it might be somebody else. The teams may change. Their, somebody could put together a blockbuster deal. And give you three or four draft picks. It might be one in the first round, two in, uh, you know, one in the second, one in the third, or two in the third, you know, for your pick. You just never know. But whatever they give you, I'm sure you'll make, you'll make use of it if it's a blockbuster deal. But this, this draft thing, it may be entertainment. It's combine. It may be entertainment. But I'm telling you, it's one of those things that if you just experience it one time in your life, you should. If it's in the city of brotherly love, anybody and everybody who is a sports fan, don't miss this opportunity. Because it's not, I don't know if it's going to be in Philadelphia again. It may never be in Philadelphia again. This is a chance in a lifetime. It's in your hometown. You should be there. You should be there. And for all those young men who are football players who are one day aspiring to play in the National Football League, sometimes the only draft you want to participate in is the one that you are in. But sometimes you get a chance to take a look at it, get that inspiration and say, that's what I want to do one day. That's what I want to happen to me. So you make the decision, but whatever you choose, go to it or not go to it because it's going to happen to you one day. You'll be happy you made that decision, whichever one it is. I want to thank you all for listening to the show. I'm hoping you're happy you listen to the show. You've been listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. 
For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.